Better and Longer with the Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the fitness show. Today I have a lot of things to talk about. I'm going to be all over the place and um, y'all can just deal with it. Got it? Because I got a lot to say. So first of all, I want to tell you about uh, the weekend or the events I hosted about a week and a half ago. So much fun and we're finally getting back into fall race season. And while I really, really, really enjoyed my summer off spending so much time with my kids. I mean, it wasn't really a summer off, but it was a lower key summer where I got to sit on the couch with my children and I don't know, color pictures and walk the dog and play with the goats and so forth. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited because things are kicking back into high gear and I just had the greatest weekend in California. I hosted two events. They couldn't have been more different from each other, but they were so fabulous. So the first one was a battle at it's called the Battle at Sea. It's a functional fitness competition, and it was held on the USS Iowa, uh, produced by my friend Cliff Walker with California FireFit. And Cliff is one of those greatest guys ever. He, uh, I met Cliff quite a few years ago while he was finishing the Orange County Marathon in his full fire gear. And here he comes, and I was actually hosting that race with Rudy Novotny, which is awesome, but Rudy knows that I just fall all over these uh, national heroes. I love, I love the military. I love the first responders. And so he normally lets me have it or I just shove him off the stage and take it. But anyway, as I see Cliff coming, I grab his name. I do a big, warm, fuzzy welcome because he deserves it. And he raises money when he um, does these races for kids with cancer, for all sorts of good causes. So he's just... He's a dreamboat of a human being. So I go run down. I give him the warm welcome. He comes across the finish line. I stop, get a photo. Oh, and what's actually funny is when he was finishing that race, you know, he's been walking or running for 26.2 miles in that crazy getup. And all of a sudden, he starts sprinting towards the finish line. He's about 20 feet out. And I'm thinking, this guy's nuts. But what had happened is there's some dude who was a juggler someone who runs and juggles and Cliff was all, I am not letting that dude <laughs> beat me. So he sprinted towards the finish line at the end. I made a stink and we made quick friends and he reached out soon after to ask if I would host his battle at sea, formerly named Kettlebells and Alarm Bells. But he puts these functional fitness competitions on um, decommissioned naval ships and they're incredible. So the first one we did was USS Midway in San Diego and then we went to the USS Iowa in San Pedro, right outside Los Angeles. And we went to the USS Texas. Now we came back to the Iowa. But this event was so great. And what if, to describe it, it could take the whole podcast. I'll keep it short. But think about CrossFit and then take the scary stuff about CrossFit out of the competition. So there's no um, Olympic lifting. There's none of the stuff that really puts people at risk or gives people the um, flinch <laughs> response. It's burpees. It's um, plyometric box jumps. It's um, plyometric lunges. It's wall balls. And it's stuff that's very doable for your average fit person. 
However, if you're super fit, you can do really, really well. And we had a very diverse group out on this ship. We had a group of, I think, six young men who were enlisted in the Navy waiting to get their orders to go to boot camp. We had some Navy veterans. We had a group. They were buddy, bodies by snow. I guess snow is a personal trainer but or has a fitness center, but it was two older guys, 53 and 63, and boy, they were not old at all. In fact, I think they came in third place overall. And then we had a group of women come out, and they were fierce. The two um, women who had a Navy background, I believe they won the competition. But then these other girls, uh, there was a group called Supercharge that was out there doing a warm-up. and they Well, not really a warm-up, but a little fitness show, and their um, group leader, Kwanzaa, sang the anthem. They were just so much fun, and they were so helpful with the event. But they had two of their members compete in the tournament, and what were they called? The Supercharged Igniters. Everyone gets to choose a team name, but they showed up in the black leggings and the hot pink shoes and the little tank tops of pink, and they were kind of glamour girls, and I thought, Oh, they're going to do their best. But man, they killed it. They were girly girls who were also fierce. And shame on me for thinking anything less of them because they really turned out. And then we had a um, council member. I'm going to blow his name, so I'm not going to try it. Boscaini. Buscaini. That's right. Councilman Buscaini and his wife, they participated in the first round of the competition, but they had to leave. So these two chicks from the Endurance Beverage Life Aid booth, they just jumped into the competition to take their place. And they were awesome. So again, we had this broad range of people and so much chutzpah, you know, so much bravery. And, and, and it's funny because we use the word bravery. You know, many of you, I'd say, would you join this competition? You'd go, no way, I couldn't do that which is appalling and preposterous because, of course, you could. Maybe you wouldn't win the thing, but you could always participate and do your best. But these girls, the ones who just jumped in, I give them super cred for being brave because they just thought, well, this is going to be a life experience and some fun, and I'm going to dive in and do what I can. Um, But, you know, you take these participants down memory lane, and this is a ship they call the Big Stick or the Mighty Eye. And... It was commissioned for World War II, and it participated in every war through the Gulf War. And so that's a ship that had, you know, a crew full of men who actually faced hostile airplanes and hostile ships, and they shot people down, and they actually fought for freedom. And so that kind of stuff is really scary. In fact, one of the turrets exploded on that ship, and 40 people died. That's scary. Competing in a little fitness competition is not scary. And, um, you know, I reminded our athletes of that in the beginning, and I think it kind of calmed them down because they thought, yeah, this is, this is just me living life and having fun. But you can take that uh, situation and translate it to anything else you do. You know, what's so scary about a 5K? I mean, really, are you scared about a 5K? If you are, you need to kind of get over yourself because you're just going to walk 3.1 miles. It's not such a big deal. And again, there's no death, dismemberment waiting for you along the way. There, There's all these horrible things. You're not going to lose your home if you don't win. Uh, that's not scary. So pursue fitness with a little bit of confidence. I really admired these people out on the ship that just really, some of them came out and they were fiercely athletic and did great. And some of them were just 
fierce in spirit and they had fun. And if you can translate that attitude to your day at the gym or your ability to braven up and try a Zumba class or go to Orange Theory or do my hottie workouts, whatever it is, have a little courage. And um, this ship was a great demonstration or, yeah, a great demonstration of people who have a can-do attitude and we had a wonderful day because of it. We had a killer DJ, DJ Ray, and um, and I hopefully did my job well. But Cliff, the producer, is an extraordinary man, and I love his vision, and these events are extraordinary. So I hope he keeps up with them because I have a feeling they will catch fire if he does. And everyone will get to participate, people all across the country. And then the next day, I hosted a completely different event called Pause for pink, and that's right, it's pause if you are pink. And it was a fun fundraising event, a undu triathlon for uh, raising funds for both breast cancer and canine cancer. And the people who showed up with their dogs got to participate in one, two, or three events. So we had a 5K, the Hardy Hound 5K, then we had the Doddle and Doodle one mile. And then we had doggy yoga, doga, and we also had um, stand-up paddleboarding with your dog where a trainer came and taught people how to do that. And we called it possum. There was lots of puns going on, but what a super fun day. And I'm really falling in love with the doggy events. And I think they're possibly competing with the kid events to steal my heart because... Oi, dogs. I just love animals in general. But we had Great Danes. We had Chihuahuas. We had everything in between. And it just boggles my mind that you can put so many dogs together and get not one snarl or growl out of all of them. But my theory is that people who care enough to take their dog to an event probably have cared enough to raise really nice dogs who have good social skills. But it was lots of fun. And I got to meet lots of dogs. And It was a smaller event. Uh, Not as many people came out as usual because it was hot, and I suppose people were a little concerned about bringing their dog out in the heat, although we had plenty of little kiddie pools for the dogs to splash in and misters. And uh, book that event are the producers of this event, Jody and Lisa, and they do a wonderful job at everything they do because they work for many of the events I host, and I see them in action. But this event was superb. But the dogs, we had a lot of opportunities for people to cool off. But even in a small group, you know how if, if I'm hosting an event and there's 20,000 people, when I uh, try to part the seas and rally the troops, the people to be excited, well, people are very comfortable being enthusiastic in massive groups. But when you put them in a smaller group, sometimes they're a little leery because they don't want to make noise and stand out. They might feel self-conscious. But if you add children or you add animals, everybody feels comfortable being in a fun, happy spirit because... The animals and children make it so, and you want to work hard to make your little guy or your fluffy guy feel good. So it's just a a wonderful group of people. And then um, people did their races. The doggy yoga was cute. I didn't get to see the stand-up paddleboarding, which I really wanted to do. But what I didn't know is they were booked because of appointments. And sadly, Fitz Kohler, who loves paddleboarding and water sports, didn't get to do it. So wah for me. but we had the doggy costume contest, and I gotta tell you, so funny and fun. The way people are, again, willing to go outlandish and overboard with kids and pets, 
is spectacular. We had one dog named Derby, and Derby is apparently a famous surfing dog, and he's got a mohawk that's purple. He's a white kind of semi-fluffy dog. I don't know what breed he is, but probably about 50 pounds, but he surfs with his owner. Owner's name is Kentucky, which is a young, cool guy, maybe in his mid-20s. They surf together, but Derby came out with a purple mohawk, and Kentucky had the purple mohawk, and Derby had little pink ribbons um, painted on his fur with animal-friendly paint, but that was really cute. And then we had these women, grown-up women with their teeny dogs. And you know how grown-up women with their teeny dogs like to do it up. So I'm hosting this costume competition, and my uh, my ability to remember names is getting worse and worse because I hear so many names and I say so many names, they just get thrown in a, it's like alphabet soup sometimes. I just can't pick apart the names I'm supposed to, especially if it's off the top of my head. Derby and Kentucky, I could get that. The big brown Great Dane called Thor, I got that. But these women show up on stage and one of them shows up with a little white fluffy dog dressed in a fluffy princess outfit. I mean, all the way, neck down, fluffy princess and a unicorn horn. And the name of this dog is Cinnabella Buns. You heard me, Cinnabella Buns. There may be some sort of princess in front too. But so I introduced them and the owner, I think her name was Mary, but she tells us that she had breast cancer four years ago. She resolved and that's why they're out doing this. It means a lot to them. But now I'm on the stage, I'm trying to remember all the dog's names and there's no way I can pull up Cinnabella Buns on cue. So I have to keep going back. What is your dog's name again? Tell me, tell me. And then we go to the next little dog whose owner has it in a stroller, and the stroller is wrapped and decorated like the ocean, of course, <laughs> because why wouldn't you decorate your dog stroller like the ocean? But she gets a 1,000 points for being a good sport and adding fun to the competition, but that dog is dressed as a full-blown mermaid. It's got this glittery mermaid tail on its body, and it's got a wig. Oh, my God, it's got a wig, and then it has this thing that hangs around its neck, and it looks like doggy boobs with a bikini top. It's hysterical. And so this glamorous little mermaid dog, I ask, and this dog's name is Sir Ruffles Von Vicious, and it's a boy. So um, I said, it's okay, Sir Ruffles. You can dress however you want. We love you anyways. But um, so funny, just so funny. And, and, you know, my job is to make it fun, and I don't have to work very hard for something like that because these people are over the top. And I actually dragged one dog up onto the stage because it had a fluffy head. And that was it. It had nothing other than a fluffy head because its body was shaved. But I decided it deserved some sort of recognition for its fabulous fluffy head. But one, literally spending Saturday on a historic battleship that fought the Nazis and the Koreans. And then the next day, I'm with the fluffy-headed dog and Sir Ruffles Von Vicious. And uh, the mermaid won, by the way. Of course, and then the Princess Unicorn, followed by third place, went to Derby. But um, it was really fun. And there's a costume that I thought was super cute. I think it's called the Labra Shark. But look it up. It's a shark fin. And it's they come in all sorts of sizes and colors. But if you want a good Halloween costume for your dog, it's a dude. He's just a small business owner. He makes these little things that um, you wrap over your dog's back, and it's a shark fin. And if you live in a... A coastal state, perhaps it's very appropriate that your dog should be able to dress as a shark for Halloween or any day of the year, of course, but um, really, really fun. So 
where I really want to go with today is I just want to talk about being nice and some other things, but I would like everybody to be a bit nicer. And of course, I'm no authority on niceness. I'm actually authority on fitness, a legit authority, but I've got some opinions. And this um, on that trip, I was heading out to uh, California and there was a gate agent in Orlando and she was just, or Atlanta, sorry, she was wonderful. She was cracking jokes. She was enthusiastic to greet all the passengers. And um, when I got to the gate, I said, when I got to her to give my scan my little ticket, I said, what is your full name? I'd like to tweet Delta. She said, it's Ursula Williams. And so I tweeted to Delta something good. I said, Ursula Williams at gate. 35 and whatever. Um, this is my flight number was fabulous. She was enthusiastic, greeted customers kindly, and was just a lot of fun and made the morning better. And so Delta responded and said, Oh my gosh, can we share this with the supervisor? And I said, Absolutely. And then we had this back and forth, and they, they kind of wouldn't stop talking to me. I guess they never get good feedback, but hopefully Ursula gets some sort of credit. Um, but I feel like people are really quick to complain really quick to complain. The soup was cold or my waiter wasn't happy or whatever it is. People are so quick to complain. I want you all to be quick to compliment. Get on social media. Praise the person that helped you at the grocery store or at Walmart or at the gas station or wherever at the airport. Reach out to a manager and say, hey, I've been a customer here for a while and This person treated me extra special today. I mean, whatever it is, be kind. Be first to give compliments because I I just see too much complaints going on and it's fair and valid. I mean, I'm I'm a business owner and I want to make sure that I know if I've done something wrong or someone's had a bad experience with my company or one of my contractors that I'm notified so I can rectify that situation. So there's, there's always the opportunity to be productive and say, hey, this was an issue. I know you wouldn't like it to go on. But then there's an opportunity to just be nice. And how often do you do that? Are you teaching your children to be complimentary, to enhance the lives of others? And man, it goes a long way. You know, if I get good service, all I need to do, if I show up at a restaurant, I just need the waiter to smile at me. Say, hey, I'm happy you're here. What can I get you? Smile. (laughs) That's all. And if I get something like that, the tip goes up. You know, I do whatever I can to support other people. And, you know, when you... When you um, reward their kindness and their quality service, they're more likely to repeat that act. So use social media if you have it. I think it's a very effective tool. I've used it with big companies on a regular basis, and they are responsive, especially if you have something nice to say. I mean, even Delta. I'm a very frequent Delta flyer. I'm about to earn my platinum medallion status, which is very exciting to me. On occasion, things go wrong, and I'll reach out via Twitter and say, hey, Delta, XYZ is going on, and they instantly respond to me via private message, and and they do do their best to work things out. Um, But I I would like to see more quick to compliment. You know, I, I just assume if someone's being cranky at a Starbucks, that maybe their special someone died, and they're doing their best to hang in there. If they're absolutely nasty, I'll say something. But quick to compliment, if you make that, your mantra, and you go out of your way to support other people, I tell you the people in your world will become better and better and better. And then here's the other thing, is I find that so many people are dehumanizing politicians and athletes and just people in the public sphere 
Um, it's interesting. Whatever spectrum of politics you're on, I don't really care. But the people who have run for office, in most cases, it's because they love their community, whether it's their city, their state, their country. They may have completely opposing opinions than you or I on how things should be done, but most of them have gotten into this thing because they want to do whatever their version of good is. And so the amount of vilification from these people is obnoxious. Now, I, I've seen some people go overboard and, you know, criminal acts and let the, let the judges and juries take care of that. But, oh, they're so ugly. Oh, my gosh. So I've heard a lot of ugly lately. And I've looked at these candidates that were, quote, unquote, ugly, which I don't really care what you look like as long as you're getting things done. I don't, I don't care who you're sleeping with. I don't care any of that. What I care about is outcomes. Are the outcomes good? And maybe you don't like me for saying that, but I want good outcomes for my city, for my state, for my community. And so in my state, they're working hard on uh, fighting human trafficking and they're kicking butt. And you know what? That means a lot to me. I don't care about the people in between and what they wear. And I don't care who they're kissing. And I don't care you know, about a lot of the nonsense, what I care about is outcomes of booming economy. That goes a long way for me and my small business and my small family and my neighbors who need work. You know, so there's those type of things. But I've heard <laughs> recent election, someone said, she's so ugly or he's so ugly. And I think, really? So if you didn't know that person or their politics or anything about them and you walked by them at the mall, you would you would vomit because you looked at them? I mean, no, none of these people are so hideous to look at. And even if they were, if they're getting the job done, that's really what matters. I know a lot of good-looking people that are raging idiots. So I don't care what they look like. Um, I just, I don't like the dehumanization of the politics. The nastiness has gone overboard. And then with social media, people are so bold and courageous to be viciously nasty to someone on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter that agrees with them. And it's the type of thing where I wonder, would this person say that to the other person if they were standing in the same room? And the answer is probably no. So think about that. Think about the human that is making these tough decisions for your city, your state, your country. Maybe you don't like them, but they're somebody's mother, somebody's grandma, somebody's daughter, they're probably a person that goes home and has real world stress and anxiety over doing the right thing. They're the everybody poops, right? Isn't that the book? Everybody poops. That's the great unifier. So I, I just, it's so mean. And then the people you're engaging with online, if they're nasty, you know, hands up, back away, move along. You don't need to engage in that. And I think that goes towards your own personal health and sanity because if you get mixed up in that ugliness and now some stranger is ripping you apart and what a horrible person you are for thinking xyz and how could you and i hate you and you don't belong in this country then now you're gonna have a terrible day but you know it's um they're they're humans and i think most of them are doing their best i think especially this particular country was founded on people who love the idea of freedom so desperately that they were willing to put their own personal mm, enjoyment and leisure time on the line to, you know, um, create a more beautiful society. And I think for the most part, things even themselves out. So, you know, don't dehumanize these people. Think about their siblings, their spouses, their children, their parents. And then maybe, maybe you won't be such a monster about them. I mean, we can't control everybody else, but hopefully you can control yourself. And I try to very much 
think about, you know, are they the devil? They're not really the devil. They just think differently than I do. And um, that goes a long way. The other thing is with athletes. You know, I, <laughs> I, I'm a Florida Gator. So when I was in college, it felt very passionate. It felt like a big deal. And when you get into the swamp and there's 90,000 people and they're making noise and chomping and it's intense and we're playing someone atrocious, oh my gosh, like the Seminoles and it's down to the last point and, and it feels so important. But at the end of the day, they're just these 18 to 22-year-old kids out on the field and they're just playing a game and they're just going to school and they're just doing their best. And so it's really hard to hate another kid out there who's going to school and uh, my daughter, sweet little thing she is, and I tell you what, she's probably the nicest human being alive, never has a negative word to say about anybody, but she's a cheerleader now. She made the team and uh, for JV football. So the JV football, as you can imagine, is pretty, pretty. Uh, I hate to say low grade. It's good sports, but there's no announcer on the field. There's no, it's not Friday night lights, right? It's Thursday evening and People are out there watching their freshmen and sophomores doing their best. But my daughter was saying that um, she heard some of the parents yelling quite intensely, and that made her feel bad for the boys on the football field. And then the next night, she went to the varsity football game, and her school was playing a rival school. And she said, you know, Mom, and she wasn't cheering at this game. She was just in the stands. She said when the other team came out, a lot of the people from her school were booing. She goes, Mom, they didn't have as many fans on their side. And I didn't want those kids to come out and hear only booze. And that's the deal. They're just a bunch of kids out there. They're just kids playing sports. Are we going to boo them? It's just not nice. I mean, is that the type of person that we want to be, that we want to boo a kid who's going to school and trying to be healthy, athletic, and productive? And this is his shining, exciting moment to go play his sport or her sport. Are we going to boo him? You know, I've been part of youth sports, and I've seen a lot of people boo. I'm not okay. And then there's the people who do it professionally, and good for them, and they make a lot of money. But really, you're going to boo a human that's out there just kind of doing his best because he dropped the ball? Do you think he wanted to drop the ball? I don't think anyone holding the ball ever wants to drop the ball. I don't think that's the intention. So it's just... um I would like to see more people being more nice. And maybe it's my little fantasy world of rainbows and unicorns where people are kind and thoughtful. But it's got to start somewhere, right? And so I guide you on exercise and eating right. But then there's this other stuff. And I think if you're being your best you, you can't trash on others. You can't do it. And I think the more responsibility you take for being kind to others whether it's the person at the airport or the athlete on the field or the politician with opposing views, I think you're going to have a lot more control over your own sanity. You know, I'm a really well-adjusted girl because I don't let the small stuff drive me crazy. Um, I just don't do it. You know, I focus on the positive. We, I I told you guys about perspective in one of my old um, podcasts or my, my earlier podcast, but you know, I, I saw that little girl, at the grocery store in her snow white dress. She might have been five and she was completely bald. And I'm pretty sure she had cancer or something, something like it. And I just thought, you know what? I've got bigger fish to fry. I can't worry about um, this line I'm waiting in. And, and I can't worry about whether my politician is ugly or not. And I can't really be horrible about the guy who dropped the ball because he didn't kill my aunt. You know, so be quick to compliment. 
if you're frustrated, take a deep breath. I do a lot of that. I just let it go. And I say that to myself, let it go, Fitzkohler. And I do. And that's why life is really good for me. Because I have chosen to find the value in other people as opposed to stew over why I don't like what they're doing. And you know what? There's a lot of stuff I don't like. But I control the things I can. And then the things I can't control, I just kind of let go. And so be nice. That's fair enough, right? Be nice. So speaking of nice. So I'm at um, my health club with my son. And I love working out with my son. He's he's just adorable. He's 13 years old. He's almost 5'10". He's on his way to being strapping, but he's he's so great working out, and he's lifting the weights and uh, on the machines, the uh, Nautilus-style machines. But anyways, he's working out. Um, he's using one machine. I'm using another, and this dad comes by. He's got two sons who I believe have maybe cerebral palsy. That's my guess. Again, I didn't ask him for a diagnosis, but from what I know, that would be my guess. Twins probably had something happen at birth, but he had them both in strollers. He was a very strong young dad, maybe in his mid-30s, but he pushed them both onto the workout floor, and he physically helped them get on their machines so they could do their exercises, and um, they were hypertensive, so they didn't have full mobility, but they got on there, and they did what they could, and I loved it. I mean, I wanted to go over and tell him, you're the best dad ever, (laughs) and I probably should have, but... I let him do his thing with his boys, but that's, you know, that's hard, right? That's a hard way to go to the gym, and I'm sure he's thrilled to be able to do it and enjoying every minute, but that's what's hard. Do you have anything at the gym that resembles that type of difficulty? No. You know, you get a boy like my son who gets nervous that people are watching him. Nobody's watching him, and then there's these other two little boys that can't really move on their own. They can very do very little. One of them couldn't even walk to the machine. Dad had to kind of carry him. But he gets on there and does it. And so compared to this dad and those little boys, do you have anything to be fearful of at the gym? Do you have any reason that you shouldn't get out of your car, leap to your feet, grab your gym bag, and run inside when you get there? No, there's no, there's no reason almost any of us. And then here's the other great thing. This is just a little nod to Gainesville Health and Fitness as they have a very busy group fitness schedule. Lots of different classes, lots of varieties. I think they've got a bunch of wonderful instructors. They even have pool classes. They have a class called Street Walkers. They take people out walking around certain neighborhoods. It's, I, I couldn't think more highly of this health club and its owner, Joe Cerulli, but there's a class that is not on the schedule, and I see it take place on the weekend afternoons, and it's for folks with special needs, and so they've got a big group where some of the um, participants have downs and some of them have other issues, but they come with an aide or a, a person, and they, they do their own class, and it's interesting because it's not on the schedule. It's not advertised, but they're doing it. And I, I I guess maybe, I don't know why they're not advertising it because I think, you know, people would learn about it. Um, and ma- maybe they just don't want regular um, folks with no real purpose to be there to be there. But it's so wonderful to see this class take place. And I see them doing various versions of lunges and dancing and just active movement. And it looks a lot of fun. And I'm so proud of them for giving the opportunity to people who otherwise may not have it to exercise and move. So that I don't know what else that means, but again, perspective. I know so many of you are afraid to do things because you just 
second guess yourself. I have, oh, I'm going to call it out right now. <laughs> I might get pinched for it, but Rudy Novotny, he's my, my a partner in noise, Team Noisy. And Rudy is always nervous about paddleboarding. So when I come to California, I spend a lot of time with him because we're at these race weekends. And I'll say, let's go paddleboard. No, no, no. I can't do that. Rudy, you can do that. You are strong and you are athletic. You are very athletic. And you can get up on a paddleboard. So um, don't be afraid. And if you're like Rudy or a lot of other people who think, I can't do this or I can't do that, you can. And what's the worst that happens when you stand on a paddleboard? If you fall in, you get wet. Is that it? Ah, we can deal with that. So moving on, um, a couple of notable things is Lori Oliveri posted in the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge group on Facebook, and she put a picture of herself from about, I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to estimate seven years ago. And she said, I want to get back to that. And what I loved about this is that she wasn't trying to be like a Victoria's Secret supermodel, whoever that person is. She was trying to go back to the best version of herself, which is inherently doable, right? I don't care how old she was or this or that. She can go back to being that particular version of Lori. And so maybe you have a version of you that you wish for. Stop wishing and start working because that person exists. It's just you. So whether that person was you in high school or college or last year and you've kind of let things go, newsflash, that's actually you in that photo. So that's a completely attainable deal. Funny, I have a poster of me from when I was kickboxing, and uh, I got my foot up way up high, and I look pretty lean, kind of uh, like a little lean monster. I look, and I think, well, damn it, she's pretty strong. She's pretty amazing, and I know I can do that because that's me. Um, She's a little leaner than I am now, and that's fine. If I want to go back to her, I can do it in a heartbeat because that's me, right? I'm not trying to be somebody else, some Hollywood actress that looks great in a swimsuit or something. I just can be the best version of me. So if you have one of those photos or you have one of those moments and you think, oh, I wish I could be that guy again, you can. And so the only person holding you back is you. Get your eating habits in order. Talk to the blue until I'm blue in the face, but the exact formula for weight loss works every single time. If you haven't read it yet, go to thecoverofitsness.com. It's right there. It's basically you find your caloric budget and then you shrink down based on sticking with that budget. I mean, it's it's a little more in-depth than that, but go read the exact formula for weight loss, but you've got no excuses. You can be that exact person, and, um, you know, when do calories count? Every day! They They don't not count on your birthday, and they don't not count when you're on vacation or at Disney, and they don't not count because you broke up with someone, and they don't not count because you're stressed at work. The calories count every single day, every single moment, so you just have to manage them, and if you can get through... The dark, dumpy stuff in your life and stick with the budget, well, there you go. And once you adopt your budget, remember, you're not on a diet. Diets are dumb. 100% of diets are dumb, except for the cardiac diet because you've already had a heart attack and your cardiologist is trying to get you back into the place where you don't drop dead. Other than that, all of them are moronic and stupid and foolish and idiotic. And if I could come with a bunch of synonyms for that, I'd keep going. There's, there's so many. Remember Atkins? Remember South Beach? Now there's keto. It's all for fools. It's a recipe for failure. And if you want to try it, you might have a couple days worth of success, but then misery will quickly ensue and you'll go back to your point A. So why don't you start doing the right thing? That exact formula works every time. And if you are a runner, 
like many of my runners and you say, well, I put in a hundred miles a week. I'm not losing weight. It's because you're not managing your eating habits. You have to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be. Doesn't matter how much you exercise. You can never exercise off reckless eating. So watch what you put in your mouth and you will get where you want to go. And Lori Oliveri, I expect you to get back to that Lori you dream of being. And I want to see that side by side photo. And then We'll have you on the podcast and we can reminisce about the time you thought maybe you couldn't be her. Hmm? Yes. Okay. Uh, another thing. I saw a lady just today, this morning, she was on the treadmill and she was a leaner. She had the treadmill cranked all the way up on the elevation 9% or whatever it was. And she was holding on for dear life and leaning back. And so the benefit of using the treadmill at an elevation is that you're supposed to work harder, not drag. And when you're climbing up a mountain, your knees bent. You get the benefit of lifting your knee and hoisting, or lifting your knee, putting that foot down and hoisting yourself up. That's the benefit of an elevation. If you have straight arms and straight legs and you're just leaning back walking, you're getting none of it. And maybe it'll tell you you're burning bazillions of calories, but you're not because you're not actually engaged in the machine using it fully. So do not be a treadmill leaner. What else? I think that's it. <laughs> actually had a whole list of things. I know. I've got mega events coming up, and I want to tell you guys about them. Um, really, really excited for the fall. I've got the Detroit Goddess Half Marathon 10K and 5K. I believe that's September 16th in Detroit on Belle Isle. I have so many of my people, my hotties, my runners, come to that race. It is a complete love fest. And yes, men, women, children, everybody's invited. I've been hosting that event for years, and it's just a blast. So if you're listening to, listening to this, and you haven't registered yet, use discount code FITSNESS, that's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S, to register. And we are going to have a hottie dinner the night before or a FITS friends dinner the night before. Please contact me. I would love to see you. And then the very next week, we will start on my new race series, which I'm super excited to be hosting, is the DC Comics Wonder Woman Run Series. So I was hired for that, and I'm elated because between Warner Brothers and... Um, the event company run by Mark Knudsen at Sun Events, Sun Racing. I'm absolutely stoked. I think they're going to be extraordinary. If you haven't yet looked, there's a YouTube video um, from the original Wonder Woman race in Brazil, Sao Paulo. Oh, epic fun. But there's 5K and 10K right now. The first five events are in California, and I will be hosting them all. And then the events will be spread out throughout the country. So I promise I've been in some conversations and I've heard them throughout Texas and Arizona and New York and Chicago and D.C. and Georgia and lots of different places. So have faith that we will be coming to a location near you soon. Um, but there are 5K, 10K distances right now. I believe they'll be adding half marathons in the winter and spring. And um, everyone gets the most cool gear ever. The shirts are amazing. The Wonder Woman tank top and the unisex t-shirt they have. They've got, everyone gets the uh, wristbands and the medals are so cool. The gift bags are fantastic. And NYX makeup is sp it's a sponsor. So everyone gets a lipstick in your bag. And at the post-race finish line festival, there will be a NYX uh, makeup touch-up station, which of course you need on race day. But come on. Everyone's showing up like Wonder Woman and superheroes, so you may need your makeup done. I think it's totally fun, but I'm absolutely stoked. These events, they're a little bit higher priced, but they're going to be high-end events. It's not going to look anything like the local 5K, 
it's going to be DC Comics and Warner Brothers on the road. So I'm absolutely elated. And you know what? Between the ages of three and five, my uniform was my Wonder Woman underoos. That's what I lived in. So the opportunity to be a part of this actually makes me very, very excited. And it's funny because when I would do some other events, I'm just a little bit nerdy about dressing up. It's kind of not my thing, but I can't wait to get the Wonder Woman gear on. Um, and I'm having my own Wonder Woman outfit custom made right now. It's pretty cool. That's what I think as well. Or anyways, but um, yeah, and the discount code for Wonder Woman races, all of them, you can use FITZNESS, F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S, and I think it's a 15% discount on all of them. But we go to Sacramento. It's a night race on September 22nd, and then mid-October, we go to Oakland, and then the very next, look, I'm looking at my calendar right now, so it's October 3rd. 13th or 14th is Oakland, and then the 20th is San Jose, and then November 4th will be at LA Live in Los Angeles, and then November 18th will be in San Diego, and I believe that race begins and ends at the Charger Stadium, the old Charger Stadium, but it's going to be epic fun, and I, and for San Diego, they actually have a group name Brian Solberg started called Fitness. so if you're going to join any of these races, please let me know you're going to be there, and then um, join my team. If there is one, you can create a team fitness, and uh, I want to see you, and we could do pictures, and maybe we could all have lunch or dinner or something, but super stoked about that. And then, who could forget that on Veterans Day, I will be hosting the Monterey Bay Half Marathon with the one and only Rudy Novotny. That'll be, the 10th is a 3K and 5K in Monterey, and then on the 11th is a Half Marathon. That's incredible. It used to be called the Big Sur Half Marathon. Now it's a bit, the Monterey Bay Half Marathon, but fantastic. Um, I am not going to be able to make the St. Pete Run Fest this year, which I feel super bad about, but St. Pete Run Fest is a beautiful race in Florida and St. Pete Coastal. You go through Tropicana Stadium. John Pelkey, um, Rudy's co-announcer from Run Disney, he will be hosting that in my place, and it, it's going to be fabulous. And then again, Savannah Bridge Run in December 1st, I will be hosting that as well. The discount code is FITSNESS. So that's my fall schedule so far. I might be adding a few dates, it seems, but um, I would love to see you all. And if you personally can't come, send your friends. I know Wonder Woman has a virtual race series. At least you get the shirt and the medal. The, um, my discount code doesn't work for that. But I love the event life because then I get to be with you. <laughs> doesn't it feel like, I feel as though many of us are close friends and family. In fact, when I'm at the gym, sometimes I see Matt Johnson out of the corner of my eye, and it is not Matt Johnson because he does not live by me. I think he's in Texas, or I'll see um, Carolyn Simpson, and that's not Carolyn Simpson because she lives in California, but you guys are such a big part of my life that when I finally get to see you and squeeze you and hug you, and maybe we can have a meal and have some legitimate conversation, um, it means a lot to me. So anyways, I told you I'd talk your ear off today, but I hope you leave with the concept of being nice, being kind, giving people the benefit of the doubt. And when you have a great reason to compliment, give it. Give it publicly. Give it to the management. Give it to the boss. Give it to online. Or just tell the person personally, wow, I really appreciated your service or your product, whatever it is. Go forth and be kind on behalf of you and me and all of our sanity. If we can convince other people to have better perspective and humanize everyone we meet, 
things might be better. Um, if you haven't done so already, stick around, listen to Rudy tell you about the Morning Mile, my before school walking running program. Boy, do I have a lot to tell you about on that front. But I would love to get your kids moving in the morning. I love you, everybody. If you haven't done so already, follow me at Fitness on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Get to work. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's Marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's morningmile.com. Long may you run.